to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back. She, of course, is the editor-in-chief at UncoverDC.com. It's Tracy Beans. Tracy, how are you? Hey, Joe. How you doing? I'm living the dream. So I'm watching all this, uh, this rigmarole about all these indictments. You and I, I think, would agree Alvin Bragg has no case. He's basing it on a federal case that he has no right to base it on. And the FEC already said there wasn't a case, so that's dumb. Yep. Uh, Jack Smith, the first case, Presidential Records Act covers it. That's dumb. Second case, Donald Trump dared say something. I think he asked Mike Pence to send the envelopes back to the states that wanted the envelopes back. Therefore, he's a criminal. That's probably not going to do very well, although it's probably the best case anybody has against Trump, although it's still no good. Then we get to Fannie Willis. Now, I'm not really sure what the problem here is, and maybe they don't understand how to do it in Fulton Fulton County, Georgia. But let's take this step by step. Did you see that the clerk somehow released this indictment, the 13 counts, before the grand jury was done even voting on whether they're going to do 13 counts? You see where that happened? And when Fannie Willis was asked about this, she said, I don't know how how clerk's duties work. I have no clue what you're talking about. This is ridiculous. Okay, so the clerk does their whatever she's doing, uploads the wrong thing or uploads the right thing and pretends that it was the wrong thing. Right. Puts out a statement to the press that it was fake. It was a fictitious document. But it wasn't. No. Everybody sits around looking at each other like, what do you mean it was a fictitious document? It did have a case number on it. It did have a judge assigned to it. Then days later is forced to come out and say, like, oh yeah, I was, I was just, I made a little filing error. It's really no big deal. I pushed the wrong button. I'm human, Joe. I'm human. And even though I try to be perfect, sometimes I make mistakes. Like the typical Democrat sob story, victimhood nonsense. It's almost, they ran this whole thing almost as good as they ran the Fulton County elections in 2020. Right. Exactly right. Well, I want to stop you there because you alluded to something and I want you to expand upon this if you don't mind. I think there's a good chance he did it on purpose, and there could be a reason behind it. Um, also, I guess the grand jurors' names were released, like a bunch of idiots. Well, they released I- their names. And if people like you and I, who just journalistically want to find out more, even go and talk to them or try to talk to them, we could be in big trouble for interfering, couldn't we? Well, I did a little Did they do it on purpose? Well, I don't know. I don't think they did it on purpose. I don't think that she uploaded that indictment on purpose, no. Okay. Um, I do know, however, after research, because uh, nobody knows this, but I broke that story about the grand jury names, Joe. Um, and I broke. No, it I know. Th- I know that you know that because you you actually bought it, didn't you? Didn't you buy the I, yeah. the, the actual charges? You're allowed. Damn dollars. Yeah, go ahead for that. But I bought it, and I broke that they they released the grand jury names, and I broke that story erroneously because it turns out, and I I did correct it, but as with corrections, nobody ever pays attention to the correction, Joe. Right. Only the original story. You, they, they by law those names must be released when they file indictments in Georgia. Um, the grand jury names are always included in indictments in Georgia. Really? I did not know that. Yes. And if you see a line through the person's name, it means they did not vote. So there are a couple of names on that list that are crossed out. It means those people did not cast a vote in the um, indictment. So uh, those guys knew when they were doing this, that they would ultimately have their names released in the indictment. And at first everybody was like, I can't believe that in such a high profile case, given the stakes that they would do something like that. It just screams for problems. But in the issue, in, in the you know interest of transparency, it makes sense because you're supposed to know who your accusers are and you're supposed to know, you know who it is that is informed of this. And they're gone now. They don't have anything else to do with this case anymore. Their jury, if they're still sitting on a grand jury, it's not for, for this case, okay. Um, unless she's planning on bringing more indictments, which would be the most asinine thing I've ever heard. This case is so stunningly ridiculous. The entire thing is a gaslight. 
she literally says in there that it is a false statement to say in December that a water main break stopped the counting at, at the Staples Center when we have a myriad of press r- reports that say that that's exactly what happened that night. The, the, the reports absolutely were that it happened, and we know now, subsequently, that there was no water main break, uh, but they did say that happened. That's why they stopped the voting. That literally was the news story on all the mainstream media as to why we wouldn't get a decision yep. out of Fulton County, Georgia that night. Yep. But, but I've got to go even further than that. My, my good friend Rudy Giuliani is named, is indicted here. And somehow it has to do with RICO. Now, you and I both know, because we're from New York, and everybody should know this, that Rudy Giuliani cleaned up the mob um, crime in New York using RICO. Yep. He used it more effectively. Now, he didn't create RICO, but he was the one who read it and learned how to utilize it. And then Bonanno's book gave him everything he needed, he needed to know about how the hierarchy worked. Yep. How exactly do you charge Rudy Giuliani with a RICO crime? Are you kidding me with racketeering? Come no, it, it's it's really silly. And the other thing that's really silly about this, and I definitely want to touch on Mark Meadows with you for a little bit too. It's important. Please. But the other thing that's really crazy about this is that, you know, she she's charging Rudy Giuliani with RICO. She's charging 18 other people. And I feel like a lot of those other people get left behind and they shouldn't be because everybody's equally in jeopardy here, if you want to call it that. And okay. she wants to try this case in March. March well, of well, it's, year. It's, it's, it's the day before Super Tuesday, right? Well, yeah, but, but putting yeah. that aside for a second, let's just look at it logistically. It is impossible for her to charge to try this case in that amount of time. Here's why. Each and every single one of those defendants are their own entity. There is no real, you know, well, this person's guilty because they're associated with X or associated with person Y or whatever. They all have their own rights. They stand on their own. So think about the complexity of a RICO case involving how many people are charged with RICO. It's not everyone. It's probably 16 or 15 or 16 of them. You have to unwind that for a jury and have all your ducks in a row and all your facts in place. Now, here's the problem I have with all of this stuff that they're throwing at him. Everybody knows that all of it's politically motivated and nonsense for the most part so far. Something is going to stick out of a hundred and something charges that they've thrown at him. Not correctly because we're having justice, but because we're in a 70% Democrat city where jurors actually sat on a grand jury and decided to indict people for making or sending text messages and making phone calls and getting phone numbers. Right. It's, well, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to do text messages, get phone numbers, or get hotel rooms, or tell people you, to get a meeting room, yeah. or tell people to watch television. Yeah. Or, do or, that. or obviously, in a free society, you can't do any of that stuff. But well, of course, I'm being facetious. Of course, this is a fake case. But I think you and I would agree. I hope that this is clearly election interference. How is this not election interference? Because the only side that has the right to a speedy trial is the defendant. It's not the prosecution. The defendant has has every right to delay or do it next week if they want. It's up to them the scheduling of it because they're the one that's accused and they have to have the right to have their to put their cases together. And as you said, there are several entities here that are not a conglomeration. They're not. It's not a RICO case. It's not a crime family. These are separate entities who all have their own separate rights. They have their own. They have their separate own lawyers. separate abilities, lawyers, and lawyers, and, and to make their own cases. Yeah. So so you can't do it that fast, and they know they can't do it that fast. So electioneering is under way is it not yeah a hundred percent it is but does it matter who cares 
Does anybody in a position to care, care? That's where I have my biggest problem. Finally today, a senator in Georgia stepped out and said, I want to invoke the three-fifths rule. We have to call this under advisement in Georgia and either impeach Fannie Willis or um, defund her investigation because of what's happening. Now, he needs either Kemp to call a special session or he needs three-fifths of the rest of them to join and sign on board. And I like to think that they have at least almost that many by now. And that this letter that he sent was just to basically to get the public to respond positively so that the other people grow a set of cojones and can step forward and join in as well. Yeah. I do not want to see this in this country. And, I, you know, the thing is about it is I, I am a little bit disheartened by people that are campaigning off of it. I think it's far more serious than that, Joe. I mean, we I should agree. be treating this as as what it is. It's an attack not just on a political candidate, but on a former president of the United States. It is completely uncalled for. It's absolutely abhorrent and disgusting. And, you know, the American people need to understand what's going on here. It, it's it's imperative. Well, his sin, Tracy, was that he won in 2016. That's it. He broke the political cabal, and they, they, they're going to make him pay for the rest of his life. And they're gonna, Look, he, he'll get 800 years in prison if he's convicted on everything. I don't think he'll be convicted on anything. I think you're probably right. He might get convicted on something, and then they'll go to a higher court and he'll be thrown out. Eventually, the Supreme Court will make all, all this seem like the mockery that it is. It's Tracy Beans. Go to UncoverDC.com. Follow her everywhere, Tracy, then B-E-A-N-Z. Um, when it comes to what Kemp can do, I originally thought he could impeach her. Yeah. Or no, that I, I, I originally thought that he could pardon everybody on this. He can't. Right. Um, you can pardon people in Georgia, I think, after they serve their sentence, which For is... For five years. Which is stupid. Um, uh, but he can impeach starting in October. There's a new law or something going into place or a statute in Georgia that will allow him to impeach, I thought, and then you said there's a three-fifth rule. Yeah. So what's going to happen here? Obviously, this is a witch hunt. Obviously, my eight-year-old daughter said, hey, Dad, that kind of, that's kind of stupid, isn't it, Pastor Potatoes? This doesn't hold any legal water anywhere other than to try to milk him dry. They're, I believe they're trying to bleed him dry or get him to say, forget it, I'm not going to run. Well, so he, what, is, what is likely to happen? No, Nobody, nobody will convince Trump not to run. Please. I agree with let's, you. Let's nobody, and, and, right and, and nobody will convince Trump he didn't win Georgia. Nobody will convince Trump he didn't win in 2020. That's so the whole all, thing. All That's... of that said, he's allowed to say, I think I won. He's allowed to say that. He's allowed to say that technically, even if he doesn't believe it um, in a right. lot of cases. You right, know, but I think you and I agree he does believe it. Oh, of course he does. Yeah, yes, yeah. you would have to be crazy to think he doesn't believe it. Jack Smith's case relies on Jack Smith convincing a jury that Trump said it even though he didn't believe it. In D.C., which he will do. <laughs> which, that's so stupid. I mean, well, he's going to try to prove that, but how do you prove the mechanisms of somebody's mind? It doesn't matter. He's in D.C. in front of a judge who has invoked his name in the sentencing of January 6th defendants in ways that never should be uttered by a justice um, with a D.C. jury pool that literally despises this man. He could have, you know, they would they would indict him for stapling a piece of paper wrong if they could in D.C. He's he's really in a lot of legal jeopardy in D.C. for the first go round of things. There's no way around that. I don't think that anybody's saying he'll escape out of a D.C. gulag jury. Um is thinking with their right mind. There's no way it happens. And it, it just is almost completely impossible. Yeah, but he wins on appeal easily. But my point is this. 
Uh, Jack Smith may prove that to a jury who wants to believe it, but you and I will walk away knowing that Donald Trump still believes he won. Of course, everybody with a brain knows that. Yeah. Everybody. Whether he's believing what some people would call crazy lunatic conspiracy theories or he's right. believing solid evidence, doesn't matter. He believes it, whatever it is. So, yeah, I mean. But, but, as, but as you said, it's not illegal to, to say it even if you don't believe it. Not in most places, it's not. Well, it wasn't supposed to be in this country. It wasn't supposed well, to be. Well, I mean, it depends on how you're doing it. There, It gets a little dicey. It depends. Um, like, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater because you want the first row seat. Right, but, but he's not doing that. But, you know, the other thing about the D.C. case that's been brought up several times is they're, they're basically saying that he's disenfranchising Biden voters, right? Because he wants the electors to be for him. So yeah, but, but but that's the way it works in the Constitution. Uh, Mike Pence keeps on saying the stupid line, Trump asked me to decide between him and the Constitution. I'm going to go with the Constitution every time. That's a lie. I had Christina Bob on, one of, uh, one of Trump's lawyers, mm-hmm. and, and the bottom line is Trump said these four states, either committees from those states, legislators from those states, they say send the envelopes back. We're not sure we sent you the right electors. And he asked um, Mike Pence to do that. Don't open them. Send them back to the states. Pence said no. The Constitution literally says that is, I, I think it's the Election Act of 1860-something, whatever the hell it was. Um, or, right. Uh, this, this act itself says you can question the electors, you can question the delegates, uh-huh. you can send them back to the states, ask for them back, because ultimately the state legislatures decide yep. the rules of the election of the election and which which electors get sent. So what Pence is saying isn't true right. and alleging that Trump tried to overturn an election isn't true because you could have sent those envelopes back and the original delegates for Biden would have been sent back again if that's what they decided. So he didn't try to overturn anything. He just said, let's go through every step. And, two thi- and, and that's, that's what he's in trouble about. Go ahead. Well, two things. Number one, if you recall right after the election, well, not right after, but all the states started sending letters in saying, we'd actually like some more time, please. Yes. We have to look into this. I mean, I was on your show, goodness knows how many times during, right. during that million. period. One million, yes. For anybody out there to start saying that there was nothing fishy about 2020 at this point is, is, is just moronic. It's moronic, Joe. You and I both know that. It's stupid. Yes. I yes. see both sides of the political spectrum doing this now. I see, you know, DeSantis supporters trying to say that there was no election fraud in 2020, it, it's being used as this, as this weird political. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't I, be. I, at wish, all. I, w- I wish we'd stop going after each other on the same side. 100%. That is so stupid. I'm so over it. Had to block a guy the other day because he couldn't stop calling me a shill. It's, I'm like, oh, wait, shut up. Goodbye. And I blocked We're the guy. never going anywhere if we keep this up. That's but exactly because the left doesn't do this crap. Go ahead. They never number do. We're, and we're acting like them, and it's sick. Number two is this. My point about the whole thing with disenfranchisement was if you're a supposed victim, how can you sit on the jury? So if Jack Smith's argument is that he was disenfranchising people who voted for Biden in the states where Biden won, quote, the Electoral College votes, and then he wanted different electors to take those votes so they would be Republican states at that point, how do you have a Biden juror sitting on the jury? You don't. You don't. It's a it's a great question. Oh, by the way, how do you claim disenfranchisement when allegedly the guy got 81 million votes? I'd like to know. I'd like to know how that happened as well. It's Tracy Beans. Go to UncoveredDC.com. Tracy, give me a minute, minute and a half on on uh, Missouri v. Biden. We're not hearing anything on this right now. Yeah, it's it's done in the appeals court. They had oral arguments about a week and a half ago. I had the pleasure of interviewing Jeff Landry and also Andrew Bailey. I know you've had Andrew Bailey on the show. I'm not I had sure. them both on. Had them uh, both on yeah. I love both of them. Jeff yes. Landry was such a trip, man. I love He's him. awesome. <laughs> love him. So fa- 
He's running for um, governor in Louisiana. I hope he wins. Me too. Anyway, I interviewed them both. The the government did an absolutely terrible job presenting their case. Um, stuttered. The judges knew the docket, uh, like the back of their hand. The judges um, on this three-judge panel, from what they said and how they acted and, and how they pinned down the government's attorney, uh, knew exactly which way was up. And now we're just waiting for them to either reject or uphold the appeal. If they reject the appeal, the temporary injunction barring social media companies from working with the government to censor American speech is upheld. If they side with the government, then that injunction is reversed and the government can continue to collaborate and conspire with social media companies and pressure them to censor American speech. Hopefully within the next couple of days, we'll have an answer. And hopefully we do have that answer. I've got 30 seconds. So seven to 10 foot tall aliens <laughs> yes. now exist, allegedly in Las Vegas, allegedly in Peru recently. Yeah. And, and at a, a an actual hearing in front of Congress, you had people who were government officials saying, well, yeah, we've got the bodies. And nobody's talking about it, Tracy. I didn't even blink. It's like the last... <laughs> What? I'm like, oh, there's aliens. Okay. I had it on my bingo card for 2024, so we're a year early. But seriously. like but they admitted it. Nobody's talking about it. Why isn't this the lead story every day? By the way, there are aliens from outer space on our planet. Every another, conspiracy another theory is true. Every yes. single damn one of them. Everyone. We got to spend more time on that next time. It's Tracy Beans. Go to UncoverDC.com. She's the editor-in-chief. Follow her everywhere, Tracy, B-E-A-N-Z, on all the social media. Tracy, let's work together to stop conservatives from going after conservatives. I would love to do that. My gosh. You're the best. We'll talk very soon. (laughs) We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Tracy Beans of the program. Go follow uh, UncoverDC.com and you know, check out all the great reporting, all the great journalism that she does there. Um, also, next hour, I will have that audio and video from Newt Gingrich talking about what he heard from a good, reliable source about the release of that indictment. Uh, that for you, actor Kevin Conley, and a whole lot more on The Joe Pag Show. Stay here. This is The Joe Pag Show.